0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with kids boppers and back-to-school shoppers. I'm Adrian, as always, here with my co-host, Paul. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no capin'. Big facts.
1: No cap. Big facts. No cap. No cap. Big facts. No cap. Big facts. No cap. No cap. Big facts. No cap. Cap. No, cap. Facts.
0: no cap. No cap. A podcast that I listen to—they're going through first seasons of TV shows right now, and one of their main critiques of a lot of those first seasons is like the characterization hasn't been figured out yet, and like the characters are doing stuff they would never do in another season.
1: That makes sense. Sometimes it's for the better that the characters become more defined as a series progresses, but I think mm. sometimes—I mean, it's such a like Reddit word and way to say this but there is like a flanderization that goes on
0: oh yeah i guess so i forgot that the other one is jerkass homer is the other one that they do i think my favorite example of it that you pointed out while it was still running was how annoying they got with ron swanson's character in parks and rec oh yeah that was too much he went from being like a reasonable person who like then in season seven abandons his family because he wants to be off the grid i think my
1: biggest problem with it was like they really pulled the like heartwarming like can you believe ron he's a tough guy but really at the end of the day he'll come through with a heartwarming moment way too often with all like i think the moment Mm -hmm. he punched somebody at leslie's wedding it was like okay we get it
0: oh i forgot he was the original will smith keep leslie's name out your mouth (laughs) (laughs) best will Smith impression impression
1: i've ever heard (laughs) When a comedian's in the zone, leave him alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best Chris Rock impression I've ever heard. Chris Rock. What What? what did his parents do in the medieval ages? What, were they making rocks? Doesn't make any sense.
1: No, nah, they were making rock music, man. Come on.
0: <laughs> in the medieval ages? Yeah. They're using a lyre or a lute? Dude, the lute is really the original guitar when you think about it. Mm. I think the original guitar is a spider that started plucking on one of its webs. That has
1: to be a concept for like a Tenacious D video, right? Probably. As somebody who didn't know much about Tenacious D, that like gimmick video they did for like their comeback where the guy who's not Jack Black is like in a cave and he's like going insane because of his lack of fame. And Jack Black is like a big superstar who he has to see on the TV really resonated because I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't know who this guy is at all. What? He's half the band. He's half the band, but he doesn't take up as much cultural space as Jack Black
0: does. I don't think I don't think I've seen that. I think the comeback that I saw was uh, they started making like an energy bar, and so they did like a video to promote that. Which I don't know if I need energy bars from Jack Black and shit. I just said he's half the band. Uh, <laughs> Jables, what's his name? <laughs> Jelly Beans. <laughs> Dude, I really
1: love it when Jack Black and Jelly Beans are playing that one song that they do that's like, Duh, nah, 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 ba da 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 da
0: Did you look at what that song was, or we just going to keep doing it without knowing what the name is? No clue. <laughs> Alright.
1: Do you know how any of the lyrics go? I really know that one riff that's famous.
0: Uh... No. I, I can't, I couldn't tell you, man. I think it's, um... I don't even know how to make fun of them. I can't even parody it, parody it. Like I I don't even know enough of what the lyrics would be like.
1: Man, has any single riff from a song gone as viral as that riff?
0: Yeah, I told you before, I confused it with Smoke on the Water, which is also very uh like you know, Guitar Hero 1, that the like they're like, Oh that we gotta put that song in there. What what's that one? Bam, 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 That's fun, man. I got that. Got the booty shaking in the club. I'll tell you
1: what. I'll tell you what. Um. By the way, is there gonna be a lot of echo? I don't see headphones. Am I?
0: Oh, okay. But hey, I'm gonna repeat everything you say to annoy you. So there's gonna be a lot of echo in that sense.
1: There's gonna be a lot of echo in that sense. There's gonna be a lot of echo in that sense. There's gonna be a lot of echo in that sense. And there's gonna be a lot of echo in that sense. <laughs> Oh, here's a fun update from last week or maybe two weeks ago. Don't know. Mm -hmm. Don't care. Uh, I saw the movie Nope, and I think this is a fun reversal of everything everywhere all at once because I actually liked Nope more than you, I think. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it a good bit. But wait, wait, wait,
0: what do you, you, how do you think it sits in the catalog though?
1: I haven't seen Us. It's clearly worse than Get Out, but Get Out was like... Mm. I want to make it clear, I really like Get Out. People don't like it when you criticize something, or they think that means you're saying it's bad. But one issue I had with Get Out was some of the, like, more symbolic elements almost seemed like visual puns to me. They were just, like, a little too clever by half to the point where you were like, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it, Jordan Peele. Like, it didn't feel like...
0: You mean, like, her eating Froot Loops with the milk separate in a glass?
1: Yeah, like, stuff like that. Like, separating the... Like, that felt more like a visual pun, not like an actual symbolic choice.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that didn't take place in a laundromat so they could do a colored versus white uh, reference there.
1: <laughs> it literally felt like some parts like it was like going to be a carrot top bit where she was going to run to her closet to do that joke. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. But overall, incredible movie. This movie, Nope, I think ironed some of that out in Jordan Peele's growing as a director where he's more subtle and more specific with like the choices he's making. But I also just overall am not as interested in this story. Like I just like I like the psychological element of Get Out mm. and the like replacing bodies story was just like a more interesting overarching like plot than yeah. this was to me. So I think this film was probably better made, and he's growing as a director and getting better. But I think Get Out was just like a really great blending of a lot of great things from script up to screen. I mean.
0: Daniel Kaluuya is only getting better, so they're growing together. His English, uh, his American accent is only getting better. Cool. Uh, I, have, I have a couple things. I have, I have mediocre media roundup. Let's see a couple things to I think that I think are worth checking out still, but we're not as good as I thought they're gonna be. Uh, Gays Guevara came out with his new uh, album. Uh, there will be no super slave. Production's cool. He's still doing his thing on the production side, but lyrically it was much less interesting than his last project. And also, he took out all the funny names. Uh, the only funny name on this one was, uh, Patrice Colors Stole My Lunch Money, which is hilarious. But other than that, there were no funny names for the song titles. But it's still worth checking out. No cap. Last night. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, you risk it for the biscuit, I was paying for it this morning. But I found out about this new place in California, over in Davis. It's a cafeteria-style place, so like, they mostly do to-go orders, but basically there's like five kitchens in there, and then you can pick and choose whatever you want from each restaurant's menu to make your perfect little meal. So I got myself a hot chicken sandwich, Nashville hot chicken sandwich from Nash & Proper, from Sacramento, already know it's very good, but instead of getting their crinkle cut fries, which are kind of like very clearly just frozen with some seasoning on them, I got some mac and cheese from a mac and cheese place, and boy oh boy, what a what a beautiful meal. What a beautiful meal. Skip the sushi-rito, because I think uh, it's a horrible way to try and eat sushi, but... <laughs> that combination beautiful that's my jack harlow meal
1: <laughs> why
0: don't we have a sushi fast food spot yet i think that's like that's basically gas station sushi which is just gonna get ripped on they're not trying to give the uh, easy material to road comics look people love taco bell people rip on
1: gas station taquitos there's an opportunity here
0: mm, okay
1: i see what you're saying are taquitos only a gas station food because they fit so easily into the hot dog roller
0: Yeah, I think that was kind of an engineering decision more than like a...
1: (laughs) People just were really craving taquitos on the road.
0: Yeah. You know what also fits onto those is a sushi rito. (laughs) We should throw one of those on there. (laughs) That is one of those things people
1: will say similar to like, oh, if you go to Europe, you should try their McDonald's there because like it can be surprisingly good or have like Mm. fun little uh, edits on the menu. I've heard that same thing about 7-Eleven in Hawaii that they have like, like they have a... Spam products? They have, like, a spam, not sushi roll, but it, like, has rice and, like, a seaweed wrap around it.
0: Some sort of oh, thing yeah, that's, like, I'm considered, like, because I know good. what, I know what the name of that is, and I can't think of it right now. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Hey, let's go to Hawaii and try one, Adrian. If you're if you're paying. Oh, I will say, though, uh, we will get yelled at by Doralee if we visit Hawaii. Oh, because the indigenous population not getting enough? What if we, what if we only
1: put money into the indigenous uh, businesses while we're there? Hmm...
0: I don't know if they're making a lot of spam products. What What if we don't pay any of the gringos any money? Wait, what if we just dine and dash everywhere? <laughs> Do you think that fixes it? I think so, because
1: then, well, where would we stay? Can, can you dine and dash a hotel? We'll put down a fake credit card under our mm. fake aliases.
0: Ooh, we steal a white person's credit and we use that <laughs> to pay for everything. A white Hawaiian's credit. So we're mm. also bankrupting a colonizer while we're at it. Yo, we're so good at vacationing vacationing responsibly. Now I've got the song Hawaii from uh, Injury Reserve stuck in my head.
1: Now I've got the show Hawaii Five-O stuck in my head. All right, should we talk about the theme? Yeah, what's the theme? Back to school. Back to school. Paul, what grade are you in? Okay, the year is 2022, so we'd be in 22nd grade. Mm. We'd be coming up on our 22nd grade after summer. We're rising
0: 22nd graders. Yeah. Did you like how when we were growing up that rising fourth graders or whatever was one of those things that was enough of a puzzle that people had to, like, be explained what that meant? I don't remember that, but I believe you, brother. It was one of those things where, you're like, oh, he's a rising fifth grader. And you're like, oh, so he's rising to sixth grade or he's going up to fifth grade? <laughs> like, it was one of those things where it was basically not worth using as a term because enough people had it confused in their mind.
1: That's kind of like when somebody says, like, it's half six. It's like, mm-hmm. is that... 5.30 or 6.30? Is it till the implied word or
0: past the Wait, implied word? is that a British thing or that's not an American thing, is it? I don't know. I've heard people say it. Really? Hmm. I, th- I, would, I would assume that means that it's 3 p.m.
1: <laughs> it's half six? Yeah. Well, if that's what it meant, that would be crazy. I would have been way off my whole life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why they didn't show up for that date. <laughs> they said meet me at half six. The <laughs> first thing that it makes me think of is back to school shopping. Mm. Is that something you did? I really remember
1: with like so much passion in my heart how sad I would be when I would go shopping with my mom and I would see the like big flappy things they would hang from the banners in Walmart Mm -hmm. that said like back to school and like would have a picture of a kid with their book bag on and I'd be like, that means
0: school is coming up in a couple weeks. You had no other sense of time besides that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was basically it, yeah. That's how like school was coming back, and I would get mm. so upset. When I would
0: see that, like, my stomach would drop. I would feel so bad about summer being almost over. Damn, you had some real Phineas and Ferb energy. Did anyone ever fact check whether or not we have 104 days of summer vacation? I don't think we did. That seems, like, way too long. That seems like a lot, doesn't it? I distinctly remember back-to-school shopping. I remember always getting a list from my teacher. I think my parents were always upset that, like... There would always be a huge list of things to get and 100% every year there was like a pack of highlighters that I never used but were asked for. I mean, I don't know. I I don't believe in like, yeah. it's probably better that way that the teacher gives us lists and they don't have to supply people with their own supplies. I know that's very expensive to do out of pocket. I did, not saying I'm an amazing person, but I kind of am, once donate to my friend's classroom. But I think I have more of a memory of uh, clothes shopping for back to school shopping. Mm. Real memories of just me and my mom going through coals looking at whatever uh, Tony Hawk fashion products were hot that year.
1: I think I just kept wearing the clothes I was wearing that rolled on into the new year. Mm. I guess I just got clothes when the other
0: ones were getting too tight. I don't know. Mm. Or if you ripped your pants on a uh, palmetto statue.
1: This podcast is over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then I remember in seventh grade, we had to get those little uh, stickers that could cover up like uh, holes on the side of a paper. I've never deployed a single one of those, other than just on random shit.
0: I don't remember that at all. That seems so useless. Yeah, you remember
1: they're, like, little holes, like, stickers that are, like, little white circles. And I guess if you, like, tore something that had three binder ring holes, you could use it to, like, fix.
0: Oh, yeah. I do remember that. What a... What a throwback. (laughs) I was not expecting to remember that today. I don't think I used any of those. Nobody did, other than to put them on shit because you were like,
1: I have these in my, like, locker and I have nothing to do with them. Mm. Just stick them all over.
0: I feel like there was a a big commercial presence of Back to School. Mm. Like, I don't know if I can remember a whole bunch of them. I remember one of them is, is it Alice Cooper that has that song? uh, It's like, school's out for summer, school's out forever. It's him taking his daughter to go back to school shopping and they're like, she's like citing the song is the reason why she doesn't have to go back to school anymore. And I remember being like thinking that was kind of adorable. Old Navy commercials stick in my head a weird amount. I don't know who their marketing
1: department is, but they always Mm -hmm. had like some new thing that you were supposed to get and they had a song with it and a bunch of kids looking happy that they got to wear that new uh, that new trend. Mm, I don't know if I remember any specific examples like that. It would be like some weird random thing. It would be like new jeans with this sort of fit. And then they would have like a song and there would be like a bunch of like tweens so they jumping the around. So
0: bottom jeans, <laughs> boots with the fur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the kids would look so happy, man. I was like, man, that could be me. It could be me, man. But that I'm could, playing. That could be me, but my parents are playing. They won't take me to Old Navy.
0: That's so funny. Uh, Paul or Phil had the opposite reaction. He hated Old Navy as a kid. It was, I think, it was the start of his rap career because the way he would say that he didn't want to go to Old Navy as a kid was, "No, I don't want to go to cold gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like
1: cold gravy." <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a hard part to use on your parents. <laughs> yeah. I really hated the mall. I really hated going to Belk. That was my real uh, fear of uh, where yeah. I was going to get taken.
0: That's where you thought you were going to get taken.
1: <laughs> no, where I thought I was. my parents were going to take oh, me, and I was going to have to I spend you time. Said, I
0: thought you meant that like your main concern was kidnapping.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Mainly my thing with Belk was how much trouble I was going to get in when I pretended to be kidnapped by hiding in the middle of one of the- <laughs> I, that, I was going to get taken, but it was going to be a ploy From what I hid inside one of the circular clothes rings. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, what a real thing. I used to love going in those. That was- the best part of being in a store and it really only took up like 10 minutes of fun before I got extremely bored
0: I I don't remember what I think it was um oh I think it was also Coles. <laughs> it was Coles where I went there with Doralee as a teenager and she like dropped her keys in one of those like big rings of uh, clothes and it was one of those weird things where like to this day I don't know what portal opened up but we searched for like 30 minutes and couldn't find where they dropped did and you put your Doralee. hands in the pocket so, I, yeah yeah we were looking underneath we were like looking like into clothes and you know it's doorly it's not like a minimalist keychain, key ring with like a couple keys on it it's got like shit on it all over it <laughs> random kirby stuff on it and whatever and we still couldn't find it it was the weirdest thing hmm i think it's still at that coles. wait anyway, so you wouldn't go clothes shopping at all for uh, you wouldn't get some new slacks or new shoes or wasn't anything like that where it was like you know you need new shoes for the school year
1: My mom didn't let my individuality bloom when we went clothes shopping. She was, uh, I would always have Mm. a different opinion on what I wanted to wear than her. And we would always beef. Mm. My parents really let me, let me live my own life. Let me shine. But when it came to clothes, they were like, no, you have to get what we want. I think it was also a price thing. Probably what I wanted was like some stupid
0: overpriced thing. Mm. So you're saying the plain colored shirt and the khakis was your mom's choice. I think that was like a happy medium because my mom, my mom liked
1: tack tacky is a mean word but she kind of liked tacky brands i didn't like so Uh, the plain colored shirts the plain the plain colored shirts were definitely a compromise because they were polo shirts so she liked that Mm -hmm. they were polo and i liked that i felt like they weren't super branded Mm -hmm. so that was kind of our compromise i mean you literally
0: call them after the brand That
1: it's not it's like like a tissue situation (laughs) like they were plain colored t-shirts they just happened to be polo brands they weren't polos
0: oh okay you know what i mean yeah, I actually really hate pol- uh, collared polos. I think it's a very bad look. Oh, really? I love collared polos. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I've been it's getting so, like... into wearing them more. Oh Paul. Paul. Stick with the ring tees with like a gold uh, chain. I think that looks hard. <laughs> I should get out my gold chain more often. Uh, the last selfie that my brother sent me was uh, him wearing a gold chain and Dorley made sure to comment on it. <laughs> Why? That's a cool look. She was just like, ooh, a gold chain. Okay. <laughs> hey, if I die at sea, I want people to be able to
1: use my jewelry to pay for my funeral.
0: Mmm, that's why I always keep two gold coins over my eyes whenever I close them. <laughs> Bury me in gold.
1: Fuck it, throw it in my casket, it's all mine still. Other back-to-school stuff. How did you feel your first day? Like, you get in there, you're like, who am I friends with that's gonna be in my class again? Kind of, like, eyeing Dude, I, everybody up.
0: I think I've said this before, but, like, I had such bad luck with uh, lunch in high school. Like, I never had lunch with people I wanted to have lunch with. Mm. And that just felt like straight up like a bad luck situation. I think for like middle school, you'd usually have like a friend or two in every class. I think Ben was my best friend in sixth grade. I don't think we had classes together. I had classes with Mark in eighth grade. And I don't really remember seventh grade. I remember not liking seventh grade very much. First weeks of school and
1: like last weeks of school are like very powerful emotional things when you're a kid. Like they feel really and Wait, really? I
0: feel like you said on record that you didn't feel uh, very, like, nostalgic at all at the end of the year or anything like that. For me, it felt like an end of a sitcom where, like, you're turning off the light and all of the building lights shut down. Like, it felt like the end of school for me was, like, a really sentimental moment.
1: I guess it felt like a big deal. It felt like, like, And summer. then, like, first
0: day of school was always me, like, tugging on my two backpack strings and doing a really big, deep inhale. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm not gonna get this point out but yeah th- okay e- come on come on, come on.
1: <laughs> even if they weren't sentimental they still felt like these like i don't know they, like bi- they were big occasions moments.
0: yeah yeah
1: like they were events yeah i wasn't necessarily nostalgic i was usually pretty excited for summer but like i also still felt the gravity of the moment
0: <laughs> i was very big on uh having a special outfit for the last day of school it wasn't necessarily like different or like crazy or anything but i would be very intentional of like i want to look nice that day interesting I the, maybe, of, maybe the last time i'll see these people <laughs> i kind of remember never really
1: knowing when the last day of school was because they always started doing like weird half days or like you'd come for just a party and then leave and i would be like you usually
0: wait for the uh, banners at walmart to tell you when the last day of school is
1: <laughs> <laughs> shut up man i bet mean, you we're, <laughs> we're gonna put this out and so many people are gonna be
0: like oh i have the
1: same memory and you're gonna feel stupid for not having
0: it <laughs> All right, I guess I just knew what time was and how calendars <laughs> worked as a kid. Okay,
1: like in middle school and in elementary
0: in middle school, school, yeah, of
1: course, <laughs> in middle school. What Dude, I was not about? keeping track of the days in middle school. This Dude, is on. Why you. were you a depressed divorced dad <laughs> in middle school? Why were you reading calendars in middle school? I Man, you should have been outside playing. We had
0: agendas. We had literal things. We're like. Every day you had to write what your homework was and like what the week was, and it had to be Well, not during the the summer,
1: you didn't have your agenda. Dumbass. You
0: simple bitch. It tells you when the end of school is, though. (laughs) There's no excuse for that one.
1: The end of school? Well, sure, but like you don't know exactly. The agenda doesn't stop at the last day of school.
0: (laughs) That
1: was so mean. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, my dude,
0: before we jump into questions? Yeah, I don't know. I should have thought more about this topic. I thought I had more to say about everything.
1: Okay. This one doesn't have much of an introduction. It slates care and feeding, and it really, uh, it just starts. My daughter attends a public kindergarten located in a suburb of a large metropolis in the south. Her teacher refers to herself as Miss Smith, as Mrs. Smith. I would much prefer to use the title Miss and teach my children to do the same. I consider Mrs. and Miss to be outdated and sexist. Regardless of how I address the teacher in notes and emails, Miss Smith or her first name, she constantly refers to herself as Mrs. Smith in her replies. How should I refer to this teacher? Can I continue to call her Miss when talking about her with my daughter? Is it rude to call her Miss, either to her or in discussion about her when she has made her own preference clear by example? She has not directly asked me to do otherwise. If it is relevant, she is only a couple years out of school and just got married. I got the impression that she is proud of her newly acquired last name and honorific. Mm-hmm. Your little sweetie angel goes to school.
0: Wouldn't happen at home school Their first day. At homeschool.
1: And their teacher isn't progressive enough to be called Miss.
0: They go by Mrs.
1: As if they are owned by their husband. Can I be real with you, dog? Be real with me.
0: I have a distinct memory of someone one of our administrators who was a a, a man call calling like he would pronounce the misris or whatever like in like the southern way where like it's very obvious he's using one or the other and i remember like hearing two teachers over talking about that fact that like him using missus or something like that like it's miss or missus how else do you like pronounce it there was like p- the r was like somehow in there i don't know but it wasn't just about Mercis? his pronunciation it was about yeah, it was some but it was something about him using the wrong one for somebody and they kept talking about how like he kept making that mistake for one of the teachers. But other than that, I actually have no memory and or conception of there being a difference between miss or mrs. I've Really at not... what
1: age do you think you became aware of it because I definitely remember oh, knowing it was a difference.
0: Today years old.
1: Wait, what? Yeah. Is this like a Mandela effect for
0: you? You think we live in a world where miss and mrs were the same thing until now? I mean, they're different words. I assumed I knew that they were different, but I didn't really know how or why. You didn't know that one was for married and one was for unmarried women? No, I don't hang out with unmarried women. That would be, um, (laughs) what's the word? Uh, deviant. I think this
1: is one of the most shocking revelations of this podcast. I love that this is like one of the- Dude, I think nobody who listens to this is going to say that they didn't know what it was. This is definitely- Is this
0: crazier than the dog toy?
1: This is definitely crazier than the dog toy that you were licking all up from the inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not even like, I'm not even trying to mock you for it. I think it's something that- I feel mocked. (laughs) It's something that managed to miss you in in an incredibly specific way. Like, I don't know know how you've
0: ducked and weaved to never have learned this information. Couldn't tell you. Interesting. I've never had to address uh, invitations for a wedding before.
1: Well, let me tell you, I definitely feel much better about you thinking that it's odd that I didn't know what day of summer it was, how far into summer we were because I I understood the concept of time. I wasn't just unaware that there were weeks and months. You <laughs> Whereas you just apparently had were I, completely I unaware you, of the distinction. You're a real
0: Kurt Monica character. You were really unstuck in time. <laughs> I am a animal in the zoo of an alien planet. And I was just a, uh, you know, what would this be? I was just very against the patriarchy, so I didn't pay attention to these kind of things.
1: I would call you fundamentally uncurious, I've never noticed.
0: Yeah, that's how I've been <laughs> described before. <laughs> Damn. You know that uh, that monkey with like the yellow hat or whatever? I'm like the opposite of that. I'm like Uncurious George. I'm surprised you know his name. Uncurious Jorge. Well, it's right there in the title, otherwise I wouldn't have looked it up. I've been like, that's a monkey. It doesn't have a name. So his name is monkey. (laughs) Adrian, I don't want to bias you as somebody who just doesn't know about this. What's your take? Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess call people what they want to be called.
1: That's what I was going to say. Does this not in a weird way? It's like the progressive version of a conservative dead naming someone. Like, why would you go Mm -hmm. to the effort of not like respecting someone's choice?
0: What's the future that liberals want for us? Is that everyone just uses misses or everyone uses miss or that one of these is fades out of use because it's. Yeah, Denotes I guess marriage. she
1: wants everybody to use, uh, they, I'm not sure if it's a mother or father. One non-binary day. person? Uh, uh, gals, pals, non-binary. Nine ba- nine Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, yeah.
0: Paul is so unprogressive that he can't even get it out, Just the look <laughs> of disgust on his face right now.
1: <laughs> I guess they want everybody to use miss, as in, once you become married, nothing changes about your yeah, honorific. Sense. Okay. But I think if somebody's going by misses, it's pretty oh, fundamentally yeah. disrespectful to call them by something else.
0: Just really quick, I uh, did a little scam where I got a voucher for a hundred dollars off of a wine box, and then I also like got like another eighty dollars off of it or something. I got like a really good deal on wine, so I just had to, to cancel this membership. Um, but when it asks you to put in your information, for some reason the list of honorifics was like thirteen, fifteen long. Like they had Lord, Lady. Um, I think I chose doctor. I was like, you know what? Hey, I'll just go ahead and put myself as a doctor. I'll be one soon, anyways. Um I just thought that was so weird that I was like, I've never gotten that many options before for what your honorific. You would
1: ahead and put doctor the same way as people will like try to get a drink on like the like 11 p.m. when they're at a bar before they turn twenty-one or whatever. <laughs> like you're like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be soon enough. <laughs> I was like, Come on. Come go. Let's be fun about it. I'm about to be one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so wait, uh what were you saying though that uh my
1: theory is that this person, when is somebody referring to themselves in an email, in the signature, they think they're being corrected by the teacher because mm-hmm. they're referring to themselves as Mrs. But the only place you're you self-referential by your full name in an email is the signature, which is often just auto-added. Maybe this person doesn't know about this Outlook feature. So I imagine mm-hmm. this parent is sitting here going, oh, they corrected me again. We're in a real beef. They they see mm. me writing miss and they keep correcting me and putting misses and I just imagine the teacher doesn't even realize this is
0: happening. Like they're just scanning over their name. But that's just a theory. A Paul theory. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I could imagine this being very
1: one-sided on the parent, that the teacher isn't like sending them subtle clues that they need to call them the one-sided. Email signature
0: enough. is auto-generated? That's not true.
1: Oh, mine is at work. I have mine set to
0: just end every email. Oh, Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant that Google just takes your name and automatically adds like "Mrs." to it, not that No, she probably put that, it yeah. at that in the first place, but like I Well, and the sentiment still the same then, right? It's just without this correcting thing that you're saying of like yeah, her being yeah, insistent yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So wait, the the remake that Donald Glover is working on right now, that's Mr. and Mrs. Smith or Mr. and Miss Smith? I want to make sure that I'm not saying it wrong whenever I talk about it cuz I'm sure it'll come up soon in conversation. <laughs> People love Donald Glover.
1: Uh, wait. I haven't heard about this. Is he really doing?
0: Good? Yeah. It was really going to be him and uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, but she had to drop out and then she got replaced by someone else. I can't remember who it is.
1: Okay. Think about it this way. If you ever need, this is like, you know, like you turn, like your right hand is the one you write with, sort of like pneumo- are you, pneumatic. What are those called? Is that a pneumatic? A mnemonic? Pneumonic. I don't know. It's a mnemonic. You know, like how that's a helpful mnemonic for remembering which side is your right as a child? Think of Kermit wouldn't put a. F- Ring on Miss Piggy's finger. She's
0: Miss Piggy. She's not married. So then he would put a ring on it. No, he's never going to lock that down, man. Come on. Mm, I mean, why buy the milk when you get the cow for free? That's what I say. Wait, what is it? Why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? (laughs) Why buy the milk when you get the cow for free? (laughs) And when you can get that sweet, sweet pork milk. God, I don't like the sound <laughs> of that. I know it's a thing, but Is oh, it really wait, wait. a thing? Do people drink they're pork They're mammals, milk? yeah. No, but they're mammals. They oh, make
1: oh, no. I mean, I, I know it exists conceptually for baby pigs. I just didn't think, I was, I thought you were saying humans drink it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, if it's good enough for a baby pig, maybe it's good enough for me. Okay, so Kermit wouldn't put a finger on his butterfinger. Gotcha. Yeah. I already forgot <laughs>
1: Miss so Piggy wait, what was
0: the... wasn't married to Kermit because he wouldn't put a ring on it. She was unmarried. That would be cooler, though, if they were doing like an extra marital affair thing. Okay, so wait. <laughs> what happens to me- men's names when they get married? Nothing, is Mr. Potato Head married or no?
1: Mr. Potato Head is married because men don't have anything happen to their name because we live in a patriarchal society. And misses is used to mm. denote a woman who's married so that you don't accidentally hit on her. Oh, I see. That all makes sense. So that Adrian. I mean, you know how, like, you are irresistible to women? hmm This will help you to kind of turn off the charm so you don't accidentally get any married women to fall in love with I that's you. What
0: the, I thought that's what the wedding band was for.
1: Hey, there's a lot of different ways you do it.
0: A lot of stopgaps? A lot of stopgaps. Mm. You look at the, uh, bruises and cuts on her hand from building a whole fortress to save the peach that she has that's ripening for her kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that the other day I was at Publix. And I, I got the last peach from the bin to buy. Mm.
0: And this mom started beating the shit out of me. She's like, Mom, fucking kids. <laughs> Men only want one thing, and it's disgusting ripe right peach. <laughs> <laughs> to use as a special treat in their smoothie. In <laughs> my
1: daily smoothie. Does that resonate? Uh, I think that resonates with everybody. People know what we're talking about. I don't know. Stop disrespecting this teacher to her face and using a name she doesn't want. Unless you're giving them a sick-ass nickname that they just need to warm up to, like I tried with Adrian and A-Dog. It took us yeah, years yeah. before he realized that that was a better name
0: for him. Did you have either of the two doc- doctors that we had at our school, in high school? Either of the two doctors that we had at our school? At re- I don't know what that means. Did you have either of the teachers at our school that had doctor- oh, yeah. doctors Oh, yeah, I had Doc Brown. We had Doc Brown. Yeah, that is one of those things where... Um, Dr. Owens really got a lot more people kind of like she was much more uppity about people using her doctor. It's like the perfect storm of like you have Dr. Brown who is like professor at Duke in chemistry comes and teaches our high school. No one has an issue calling him doctor, but he's also not big on pushing people to do it. And then you have the younger woman who has a doctorate, but it's in like opera, so people don't take it as seriously. But she's also like annoyingly like uppity about people using her doctor title, and then people being like, "Oh, I would refuse to call her a doctor." And it's like this weird dynamic where like a really like I don't know like person who's like, "Hmm, I wonder what that means about society." And it's like I don't know. It is the kind of perfect storm where like it's a really annoying person and a really chill older person.
1: Wait, Doctor Brown taught at Duke. I didn't know that. I knew he had like a fancier yeah, job. A professor at Duke. I knew yeah. he had a fancier job, but that was really about the extent of what I knew about him. It It is interesting that in our student body's mind, he really was degrading himself to even bother teaching us.
0: Kind of, yeah. I don't know why he did it. He had to fucking make a whole carafe of coffee every day just to get through it.
1: <laughs> it really did not. Like, I had his class. It did not seem like he enjoyed being there. He was he was re- pretty nice. I think at the time I didn't like him because his class was hard, but.
0: Yeah, he was a cool guy, yeah. On reappraisals,
1: um, there was really no reason for it. He was a cool dude. Uh, Who was the other person you said had a doctorate?
0: Who's the opera? Dr. Owens. Did not know them or have them. What did they teach? She hasn't. She hasn't been stripped of her doctorate, but she has been stripped of her job because she was stealing. So, wait, what? Again, just another part. Like it was the perfect storm of like, yeah. If people refused to use her doctor title and kind of disrespected her, she was kind of just a shitty person though. Like, can you wait, wait, wait? Explain this to me. How did I not know about this? Was she a music teacher? She was the theater uh, teacher. When did she get caught stealing? There were multiple things that she bought for productions for plays. That she would then steal from the school and give to her daughter as toys and stuff. You ready for this answer? Do you have any more tips? Oh, I feel like we haven't answered this at all besides... Well, I guess we did give the most obvious answer. Start calling Um, her doctor. Yeah.
1: You're like, I "I want my... And she's like, why are you calling me doctor? I don't have a doctorate. And you're like, I want my daughter to have a strong female, accomplished female figure to look up to.
0: If I could edit... Uh, to pimp a butterfly, I would do it that way. I'd be like, every woman is a doctor.
1: <laughs> and what else is this parent gonna insist on to make their teacher seem more impressive and progressive to the uh to her daughter? She's gonna be like, could you actually could you do like blackface? I really want her to have like a strong POC figure to look up to in the class.
0: Mm. And that teacher, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs>
1: My daughter just really hasn't, hasn't been exposed to enough disabled people. I bought you this wheelchair. Just roll in a couple times a week in it.
0: A couple times a week, so she thinks <laughs> that it's, like, one of those reversible things.
1: <laughs> How bi are you? Because my daughter just doesn't really have a lot of, like, mm. queer representation in her life. Could you date a woman for, like, a couple months so my daughter has a strong, older lesbian to
0: look up to? Really quick, what, what number are you on that Kinsey scale? That's crazy that that's an academic, like, famous thing. Is just someone saying one to six? You can be into guys or into gals or kind of into both to some extent. Mm. And people were like, "That's a famous scientific paper." And I'm more upset that the gradient from basic to
1: acidic has so many more numbers. You're yeah. telling me our sexuality is more discrete than than the hydrogen power of <laughs> molecules. <laughs> thank you, thank you for saving me on that one. I very much forgot <laughs> what makes something acidic
0: or basic. <laughs> That is a good point. We should have at least 16 on the Kinsey scale. We have more Myers-Briggs personalities than we have sexualities. (laughs) Yeah, you have any other goofy uh, suggestions? You know, there was this uh, kind of big turning point in my life. And that was when I first got my first research position as an undergrad. I got it my senior year. The first time that my professor that I worked with told me to call him Jeff instead of Dr. uh, His last name. Well, I think that's public record. Dr. Dudica came like an addiction for me to get away with calling professors by their first name because I would do it to like my professors that just like they taught me like I didn't even know them or like if I when I started working with Ward I just called him Ward and then I met his wife and she, her was Carol and I was, took her class and I was like what's up Carol I'm gonna ask you a question during class and call you Carol instead of Dr. Boggs and I got really addicted to that just like calling academics who were uh had authority over me or whatever by their first name I thought
1: you were gonna say you got addicted to calling Jeff Jeff and you did it too much you're like hey Jeff how's it going today Jeff what are, what's on no, the no, schedule no, today, that. Jeff? And I was like, hey, that sounds like a really annoying
0: personality trait. It's kind of like, um, and so that's why it was your guest for what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Miss Mom, call her what she wants to be called,
1: which is obviously Mrs. Smith. I sympathize with you. I'm married but did not change my last name in a Miss Hallbrook in my classroom. Many students assume Miss is the same as Miss, so every year I explain that Miss means and why I use it. At the same time, people's names are important to them. Disregarding her preferred name probably does not feel like respect to Mrs. Smith. Talk about names with your daughter. Explain why you prefer Miss, but dislike Miss and Mrs. However, acknowledge that some women, like her teacher, want to be called Mrs. Continue smashing the patriarchy to raise an empowered girl who will one day be a liberated woman. At the same time, recognize that not all women share our feminist views. While this is frustrating, we aren't helping ourselves or our fellow women by dismissing their perspective. If you feel strongly enough, you could bring this up with Mrs. Smith, but it might come off as patronizing, and I doubt very much that she would change her title afterward. And please please don't call a teacher by his or her first name unless explicitly invited to do so. You probably What's wouldn't- That's your
0: Adrian in which case. It's pretty cool.
1: That's <laughs> your Adrian. Well, that was the next line. Um, you probably wouldn't refer to your dentist by her first name. Show teachers the same professional courtesy. Uh, I think the part where she was like, not everybody shares our feminist views was a little smug. It's like, you don't know what this women's, this woman's belief is just because she uses one honorific over another. Get off your pedestal. Yeah. Those frumpy, anti-feminist bitches who use misses. Like, uh, chill Honestly, out. Honestly,
0: Miss Holbrook, can I just go ahead and say, you're no bell hooks. You're not using your maiden names. <laughs> you're not using your maternal names, you Ooh. know? So you're still, yeah, you know, just saying.
1: Ooh, damn.
0: You're not using stylized, lowercase versions of your maternal <laughs> uh, last names.
1: Not to be a New Yorker writer talking about the rehearsal, but that came off very smug to me.
0: Hmm. Uh, I don't know if it did for me. I thought it was just fine. It was all right. All right, Adrian, are you ready for your article? Uh, Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, so mine is from weareteachers.com. Um, so this is an advice column written by teachers for teachers. Oh, one of the things that really uh, uh, captivated me about this advice column, and I think we've only talked about it once before with another advice column, but every one of them comes with a nice little cartoon drawn by their illustrator, and they're all very cute. It's very cute art style. Um, so check it out. Yeah, here we go. Help, my school mandates new classroom themes every two years. Should I really have to change my theme every two years? This is by Elizabeth Pappas from July 23rd, 2021. Dear We Are Teachers, I am struggling to keep between work and home life, mentally, physically, and financially. Our school requires us to change our classroom theme every two years, which is not only expensive, but very time consuming. My teammates are going above and beyond with decorations, class rewards, and more. Although I really enjoy my team as people, I do not want to spend so much of my own money on my classroom. Going in early and on weekends, or staying late to do extra things to make my classroom look Instagram-worthy. I love teaching, and I love my family. How do I find balance? The juggle is a struggle. I really hate the idea that there's... So I I was reading through their other advice columns trying to like pick one out. And someone mentioned uh, teacher Twitter, and it really struck me, like, how much different it must be being a teacher now in the age of social media than, like, when we were growing up. Oh, yeah. The idea of having to worry about your classroom being Instagram-worthy, it just seems like such a thing that, like, I wouldn't be affected by if I was a teacher, but I could see affecting normal people.
1: Yeah. Back then, all you had to worry about was living up to the expectation of, like, teaching the one inner-city youth in your class who was really good at basketball to also love science and math. Mm Mm-hmm. Now the expectations are so much higher.
0: God. And you know that, like, when you have to do that, like, line delivery or whatever, where you're like, yeah, you're good at basketball, kid. You're all right. What happens when you get your first injury? You're gonna be flipping burgers for the rest of your life. And yes, I think flipping burgers for the rest of your life is a demeaning existence. You should die if that's your other option. What was that? What's that line from Bojack Horseman where he's doing the uh, inner city teacher thing? And he's like, that's how I found <laughs> out that with calculus, you can blow up mind. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's (laughs) fine. It's not, that's not exactly what it is, but it's something like that.
1: Yeah, no. uh, uh, Your point, your point, I think, stands really correct. There's probably a lot of odd expectations about, like, how inspiring and cinematic your teaching should be and, like, how aesthetic it should be nowadays. I don't know what those expectations are, but I'm sure they exist based on how social media has, like, manipulated everything else.
0: Yeah. I don't know, teaching more than like a lot of other fields seems like it's re- it evolves a lot over the years. Um I know I saw something on like Twitter or Reddit the other day where it was like some someone was being praised because the way that they do their uh schoolroom is they charge the kids rent for their desks and like he gives them dollars every day that they participate and like it's supposed to teach them fiscal responsibility. And I just remember reading it and being like, Oh my god, if I was a kid, I'd be like, Fuck this shit. What is what is going on?
1: Also, like, what sort of
0: school do they go to
1: where there clearly isn't one kid who would ruin it by just, like, d- looking down at the money and, like, throwing it away? And be- Like, what are you gonna do, kick him out of class because he can't pay rent? Yeah, like- yeah. He's
0: gonna, like, stand up all day? <laughs>
1: the-, the kids who don't care about that stuff very quickly ruin it because it really, uh, tears off the, uh, veneer for everybody else that, like, this is so made up. Yeah.
0: And honestly, that kid's, like, kind of correct about society as well.
1: <laughs> I think... This kind of gets to the social expectation that a lot of jobs have that you're part of the team and you're going to do unpaid labor because of how passionate and loving you are. And there's two, I would say teaching and nursing both do it in like a really pernicious way like this, where it's not only should you give up more of your time unpaid Because the boss wants you to, but it'll be even from society. People will be like, well, you're doing so much for the kids or for the patients, and it'll be like kind of a guilt trip that you should go above and beyond for little pay because you're doing such a good service. And it's like, this is the opposite. This should be why we pay them better, not why we pay them better and more, not why we take advantage of the fact that they have like such a sensitive job. That requires so much, like, emotional caring. And it bumps me up because I don't think this person is wrong. Like, she should have a personal life. Like, teaching shouldn't be free slave labor and you're shamed because, well, it's for the kids if you don't have the effort to come do this after work.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've told this story on Pod before, right? Where, what was the first time you saw a teacher outside of school? I don't remember. That wasn't, like, a big thing for you as a kid? I don't think it was for me Either. It was big for me once, though, in high school, so I already knew, like, it wasn't like I was a kid and I was like, teachers live at school, Um, but it was a weird wake-up call in terms of my Spanish teacher worked summers at Best Buy, so I saw him at Best Buy working, and I was like, oh, damn, this guy does not get paid enough to, like, live. <laughs> he doesn't even get summer break, like, so what's supposed to be, like, the big uh, perk of being a teacher, because he doesn't make enough.
1: Yeah, it's pretty sad, huh?
0: Uh, I think I've mentioned him before on Podver. He was the one who at the end of the year was just like so done with like teaching, uh, that he in our Spanish class showed us Kung Fu Panda in English with no subtitles. <laughs> we just watched Kung Fu Panda <laughs> for two class periods. Okay. What she needs to do is she needs to
1: one-up these other teachers and find a way to be smug about not doing this work. So they're being smug about like, oh, like their classes look so good and Instagrammable because of this extra work they put in. She needs to be like, this is what I consider an opportunity to teach the kids how to own their own space, which is really important for children Mm. to learn that they have control in their lives. So what I'm doing is allowing them each to decorate like one foot of wall or whatever.
0: Ooh, I like that. Because my idea was going to go for was to be like really artsy about it and be like, oh, I went for like brutalism as my theme. <laughs> We're doing a <laughs> section on brutalism this year. <laughs> I did a minimalist for my theme, so that's why it's uh, all white. Oh, tell every teacher a different story about why it's empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to teach the kids about negative space. Did you ever have a theme for your classroom? I feel like I don't really remember that being a thing for us. I remember there was like no. always a couple of posters around in the room, maybe something like that. Um, that was about it though. There was, I don't posters. know if it was like a, they didn't have the license to do so, but
1: I would say early, like in elementary school, we always did like we'd slowly decorate it throughout the year with whatever we made in class, like whatever, like we would have mm. stuff stapled up onto the wall as class went on, and then yeah. that would usually stay on for the whole year.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of stuff like that. Like, I know in kindergarten, when we were trying to learn how to tie our shoes, everyone had their name on a little shoe. And then whenever you were able to complete the task, you got to go tie your shoe lace on your little, like, shoe. Uh, I'm saying shoe a lot. A uh, little cut out shoe paper thing. Um, in terms of decorations, though, I mean, like, first year, I had Mrs. Bennett, and we were Mrs. Bennett's beavers. But there wasn't, like, a class decoration <laughs> around being beavers. <laughs>
1: Dude, I knew a thing or two about Miss Bennett's beaver
0: Hey come on now, Paul we were in, it was an innocent age. we weren't doing stuff like that. We didn't have any dirty dogs in our classroom
1: what what did miss bennett's beavers what what did Miss Bennett do with her beavers?
0: Um, there was this cave that we all went into that was uh Mrs Bennett's beaver cave,
1: <laughs> and remember when we did that uh, I remember in third grade, I had Miss Mochak as my uh, main teacher and she had the skeleton because she taught anatomy I want to say as her science rotation.
0: Oh I thought because she was like really hardcore and kind of known for being mean.
1: Yeah that too. Mm-hmm. That feels like a joke. I I don't remember her saying this but it feels like the type of joke a teacher would say the first day of class would be like and that's the that's the kid who didn't listen to what I said.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think one of my teachers in high school had a little jar on her uh, bookshelf that said like ashes of misbehaving students. Mm, because she would murder them.
1: What would you do? What are some, uh, what are some, if we were taking this super seriously, what are like some decorating tips? How, what what seems could she quickly and efficiently?
0: Do? Well, I mean, if you want to be uh, with the times, you know, better call Saul's on last seasons, so that'd be a cool theme. <laughs> I'm sure the kids are all following it.
1: <laughs> and if you want to not be with the times, but a similarly, like uh, a similarly cool, like prestige TV show, like you could do a Soprano thing. It's, it is having a bit of a resurgence in pop culture. Mm. Yeah, so you yeah. could do like a soprano thing.
0: Every Friday, you guys get gabagoo. <laughs> okay, easy themes. Hold on, let's let's uh, let's let's make this easier. What is she teaching? Wait, no, because you don't specialize in subjects until you're like in fifth or fourth grade, right? Yeah,
1: must <laughs> teachers teach everything. Yeah,
0: then you just teach everything. So, uh, I guess it'd have to be like a personal hobby or something. But that feels weirdly like you're kind of imposing your hobbies on kids. Um, so maybe something more general, maybe something like, uh, uh, Mr. Kowaj's koalas. So you just make it koala Australian themed. But then one of your kids, one of your kids, uh, accuses you of being culturally appropriative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably not a good idea. I would be, you know, Mr. Perez's peacocks and then NBC would sue me. So that'd be an issue.
1: That is a big problem with teacher themed rooms. Yeah. This is why they came after me when I did my Shrek room.
0: And then when I do Mr. Perez's Peacocks, and then our theme song is that Kesha song or or Katy Perry song about Let Me See Your Peacock, which is clearly not appropriate for children. I don't know why I thought I'd make that the theme of the year. Make all the walls of mirrors. Buy big mirrors. And
1: Ooh. tell everybody it's reflecting their future. Dance
0: studio is your theme?
1: No, they have one mirror in the front. This is mirrors all over. So... It, lo- mm. it looks really confusing and kind of gives you a
0: headache. Yeah, and also makes it really easy to cheat at, <laughs> on any test. <laughs> Why am I having such trouble thinking about what themes are appropriate for kids? Do a Marvel classroom. Fuck it.
1: That might actually get Marvel to sue you.
0: God damn it. <laughs> Can't win at this
1: scenario. No, you're right. That That is what kids like nowadays, right?
0: I think your theme should be like something like uh, famous women scientists. I think that'd be cool. That would be cool.
1: But then all the boys
0: would feel left out. Not when you play Bill Nye every Friday because you're hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's no way that I would play Bill Nye and not point out. By the way, he just has a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from Cornell. He he's not really a scientist.
1: <laughs> Your theme should be being kind of like a pedantic Reddit-style person.
0: It's like I know I'm not famous, but I have, like I technically have a higher degree instead than he does. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, this teacher, I do feel bad for her. All these themes that we've come up with are also still objectively pretty hard to decorate your room with other than the joke ones. Oh, yeah, I guess so.
0: Um, veggie
1: tales, that's not easy. Yeah, there's really no easy way to decorate like four full walls. It, you're so lucky as an adult when it's like having one painting up on a mostly empty wall is like considered, you know, kind of like an abstract minimalism. Teachers have to cover their entire walls and bullshit. That's mm. too much, man.
0: Oh, okay. Not an easy one, but a good theme. Saxby's <laughs> just put a bunch of uh, like weird sports team photos <laughs> and like weird like triangular pennants or whatever from weird high schoolers or something.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, like two hockey sticks up together from like some sort yeah, of undescript exactly. team that doesn't really exist. <laughs>
0: Have I told you before that Dora Lee grew up with a friend who has a phobia of restaurants that are like kitschy and like overly decorated like that?
1: Really? That's so funny.
0: Yeah. So she couldn't eat inside of a Zaxby's.
1: Is that like a cute quirky thing or is that like a very real fear? Like she actually gets freaked out. It was
0: like a, it was a real issue. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. It affected her life in a really powerful way. There was that time where she was supposed to be uh, uh, interviewing for CEO of a position, but they wanted to have the meeting <laughs> at Zaxby's. <laughs> Yeah, I would say um, take the first day of class, buy, the, I don't know, don't spend too much, you know, go to a fucking Goodwill, see what you can find or something, maybe go to the Dollar Tree, buy some stuff, and then have the kids do the decorating. Yeah, like I said, and then
1: you, you just find a way to pitch it in a smug way, like that they're owning their own space or that Mm -hmm. you're letting their creativity show uh say that you made them take one of those like tests about whether they're kinetic visual or auditory learners and say that they all picked kinetic so you had to let them do something with their hands that's my bit (laughs) Uh, you gave them a career test and it turned out that they all wanted to be interior decorators so you're really giving them Mm. the opportunity (laughs) Those career tests were about the exact same thing as those kinetic auditory visual tests, right? Because the career tests were like, would you prefer to build a birdhouse or program a program? You're also stealing my birdhouse example. You're stealing
0: (laughs) my bits.
1: (laughs) Um, Also, there was this one time I was like biking through campus and this one guy in front of me was like smoking and I was like going like to get the smoke and I was like, like, what
0: am I, a uh, Guatemalan Pac-Man? <laughs> right, folks? Right? All right, folks. All right, boys. Folks. I remember taking a one of those career aptitude tests in high school, and I don't remember what it said I should be.
1: Yeah, mine said I should be
0: CEO. Should we do that Anthony Jelzenk joke here? <laughs> what What is that? I took a career aptitude test, and it said that I should either be a mathematician or build a railroad. Or stop cheating off of the Chinese kid next to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think it was Nail Salon. But then he talks about how he once did that joke on TV and they made him change Nail Salon to build a railroad, which is infinitely more offensive <laughs> is the point that he makes. <laughs> but... uh Yeah, I agree with you. Also, interior decorator, that was Grace's job on Will and Grace. And it felt like one of those things where as a kid, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's a thing you can do. And I I don't know if I know any interior decorators in my actual life. I think maybe there's a a white woman I know who's like my neighbor's friend who I think does that.
1: Like, honestly, if I had the space that needed it, and I, I would probably hire one. That seems like something where you get the person in for like a pretty for a pretty specific amount of time and it can probably improve your life a lot. I think if you like their style, it makes sense.
0: Okay, anything else about this? Anything else? Is there anything any other piece that you want to say or whatever? Any um final statements?
1: No, I mean I think we've talked about this so long, considering how simple the question is, which is how do I get out of doing extra bullshit work? Which is always avoid, blame
0: others, and divert. Alright, this answer. Dear T G I A S, you are not alone in your struggle to find balance in life. Please don't feel guilty for having boundaries. It takes emotional resilience to manage the demands of being a teacher. Getting ready for a new school year is a heavy lift for sure. Often, we neglect ourselves in order to do it all. So be sure to ask yourself, how are you taking care of yourself? What kinds of things make you feel recharged? How do you relax? Are your actions connected to your core values? Build solid self-care routines into your life. Remember, your boundaries are integral to building a greater sense of well-being and rewarding teaching life. I bet there are other teachers at your site who feel the same way you do about spending their own money, time, and energy to change classroom themes so frequently. Most people would agree that your district or site should provide a budget if they require such a thing. A recent survey revealed that pre-K-12 teachers spend an average of $745 on their own money on classroom resources every year. As you set up your classroom for the upcoming year, consider giving your students and families opportunities to be more involved in co-creating the classroom environment. Some teachers find great benefits in starting the year with a bare classroom. If you choose to experiment with this approach, it's helpful to hang a message on the door stating that the walls are bare for a reason. Explain that your intention is to create a shared space together where the children feel a greater sense of ownership. Paul nailed that one. (laughs) Teacher Matthew Halpern tells his students, I've been waiting for you. Let's create our space together. So, your theme this year could be Welcome to our space. No matter what you choose to do, let your classroom evolve over time and come alive with your students' self expression to promote voice creativity and ownership
1: dude language is such a scam you can just say or do anything (laughs) yeah baby i love it but yeah that i do like that at least in this case it's for a good cause of not having to do extra bullshit work to impress people yeah i agree with that but come on right ownership (laughs) so the students feel ownership over their space that was like literally off the cuff i was like what's some bullshit that would sound good and it's meaningless.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think just because you're in touch with the buzzword language doesn't mean that it's not still a useful way to get out of things. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: And I do think it's good to get out of things.
0: All right, you ready for a third segmento? I am. All right, Paul. So, I don't know if you know this, but currently hosted by John Cena, our third segment is about Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader?
1: By the way, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, the article that I have uh, mentioned that in the beginning, although it does say it was published in 2020. So maybe that changed during the pandemic. But um, yeah, so what we have is some articles where for mine, it's not show uh, questions from the show. It's just questions that would be appropriate for the show. Um, and so I have uh, math, uh, science, literature, language arts, social studies and history, grammar, and I think one other category uh, with questions for uh, first grade to fifth grade um, and then we're going to do like 10 each and then see who has a better score at the end of it uh, if you want to describe what your article is or what it's like uh, that's what mine is and we'll see uh who ends up proving to the most extent that they are smarter than a fifth grader
1: yeah mine has it doesn't split them up by grades like yours it's uh yours is a scary mommy article if you google are you smarter than a fifth grader quiz Mine is yeah. the uh, Twinfluence Q and A article. It doesn't split it up by grades, but it does have all the same categories as uh, yours, including more. Um, so uh, that's where I'm sourcing my questions from.
0: All right, Paul, you ready to get into this?
1: Let's get into it.
0: How do you how do you feel about an adversarial third segment? Do you think people are going to like this?
1: Yeah, I think. Do so. you think
0: do do you think we're modeling how to have a productive conflict with your friends? I think that it is important for us to model,
1: and I think we are. Yeah. I mean, we were, we had conflict earlier when you were making fun of me for something completely unfair to make fun of me about, about me not knowing when summer ended, and then also me being very, uh, reasonable making fun of you for not knowing the difference between Mrs. and Miss.
0: There's 140 days of summer vacation, <laughs> school comes along just to end it. So, the number one problem for my generation. What a weird thing to say as someone who's an adult singing a song. <laughs> it's finding a good way to spin. Yeah, it. I was too busy watching that
1: show and dancing to that song to care about what day of the week it was, how far into summer we were.
0: Like, maybe, shit on on
1: Paul for being an idiot. Did you, during summer vacation, you never lost track of the day of the week it was? I remember having long swaths of not knowing. Brother, was- I do
0: that now. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs>
1: Okay, for somebody who was so proud about knowing when summer vacation ended, I thought you were—you would have been too good to forget what day of the week it was.
0: No, I'm not saying that. Like, I wake up every day like I'm in prison, and I have a mark on the wall that tells me how long it's been. I'm saying that I generally know milestones. It's not like I woke up and I was like, "What is the Fourth of July? Oh shit, I gotta get fireworks <laughs> at this hour." As a, as a child,
1: your parents were making you buy fireworks? You see, this is part of the problem. Yeah,
0: what are you talking about? My mom would like flip me a nickel and tell me, hey, walk up the street and go get some fireworks for the family.
1: <laughs> that is how much they cost in Gilbert.
0: Yeah, And they'd have to like walk a, a mile each way to the uh, uphill both ways to the fireworks store.
1: All right, all right. Let's start the third segment. We're clearly not uh, displaying. We're, we're not. Uh, we're not. This is not productive conflict. This is not productive
0: conflict. All right. Uh, and so if you've never seen the show before, just because it's smarter than a fifth grader, there are grade levels to it. So that's why mine is graded. Okay. You want to do math first? let Let's. Yeah, let's do math first. Which, is that your strongest subject, weakest subject?
1: Historically, in class, it was my strongest subject.
0: I distinctly remember in sixth grade, our teacher gave out a survey at the beginning of year for course class about, like, how to get to know us and stuff. I guess that was part of the pedagogy at that point. I think it still is now. And I think I've told the story before, but she asked what her favorite subject was. And I put in math because I wasn't sure about the I before E in science. I'm and still I not sure right now. Me.
1: I think it's the I is before the E. Except after C. Because C, I, and Sounds wrong. I-, I mean, are you kidding me, though, with spelling the word science? That's fucking crazy. A C after an S? Get out of here.
0: Yeah. Tell that to the scorpion. <laughs>
1: no, that one makes sense because you say the C. Mm. Look, this was so confusing, Sci- the Sci-Fi Sci Channel had to change their name to S-Y-F-F-Y Channel. <laughs> this is how confused people were by S-C-I. They were like, what the fuck channel is
0: this? Tell that to Robin from the rehearsal who wrecked a Scion going 100 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> a Scion TC? Mm-hmm. Okay, Adrian. How
1: many minutes make seven hours?
0: That's 7 times 60, so you should do 7 times 0, which is 0. 7 times 6, which is 42, I believe. So that would be 60 times 7, which would be 42. 420.
1: Ding, ding, ding. You said the funny number. I tricked you, and you also got a point.
0: Oh, I forgot I was smoking a doobie during that question, too. <laughs> Oh, I love this. Okay, this is the archetypal if a train leaves, so here we go. <laughs> if a train leaves the station and travels at 60 miles per hour, how much time will have passed when it arrives at the station 300 miles away? Oh, okay. Are you writing down stuff?
1: <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, I was looking at my hands. <laughs> uh, I was looking at
0: my hands. <laughs> what?
1: Uh, okay. 60 plus 60 is 120 so four times is a hundred (laughs) or 240 uh
0: so oh five it'll be five hours later five hours or 300 minutes ding 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 all right one to one paul all right uh what
1: what subject do you want to go to next
0: all right let's do two from each
1: subject oh okay do do i go harder or easier
0: uh harder baby
1: Ooh, this one is stupid this is, there's no way this should count as a math questions do you know the number of days in the month of october i'm not asking you this isn't a question it's me bro i still. don't
0: remember the knuckle thing yeah oh wait 31st halloween
1: okay so let okay me find a so that,
0: that makes it easier so for every category i'll do a first through third grade question then a fourth or fifth grade question for the second one so we'll, we'll do that from now on
1: oh this one is kind of tough uh i could see you maybe not knowing it what's the roman numeral for one thousand
0: um, and okay, I know you I know only the- know the
1: Roman numerals from watching the Super Bowl, and we haven't gotten to the 1000s one, so. Yeah, I was
0: about to say, I know the I, I know the X, I know the V, I think L is 50 for a 1000. What is it, like M or something? No, M is like 100. Wait, it seems like you were about to say that I was right when I said M. <laughs> is it M? <laughs> it's M. Damn it. <laughs> you
1: were gonna get it wrong, but <laughs> I didn't make you lock in
0: your answer. <laughs> All right. Here's your fifth grade math question. If a football field is 100 yards long, which I know you know because you watch every Super Bowl, how many feet long is the football field? How many Subway sandwiches could fit in that football field?
1: Oh, okay, because a yard is, oh my god, is a yard three feet or four feet? Okay, this is like about one foot, so this would be two, three, that doesn't seem like that's a yard, so I'm going to go Why did you
0: pull out your dick? (laughs)
1: So, I'm gonna go. It's four feet, so a
0: 400 yard for 400 feet long. Flag on the play, it's 300 feet, dumbass. <laughs> Are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, you're not.
1: I feel like I definitely knew that when I was in grade school, but it's just has come up so infrequently since then.
0: <laughs> yeah, your teacher said you're gonna need to know this when you're an adult, and you didn't listen.
1: <laughs> All right, what's the next subject?
0: Uh, for me, it's history.
1: Name the months the attack on Pearl Harbor took place. That's the easy history question. It's a pretty famous. Like we would always celebrate Pearl Harbor Day in elementary school.
0: You were celebrating <laughs> Pearl Harbor Day. Or, <laughs> what?
1: Sorry, we what wouldn't kind of celebrate
0: School? Did you go to? <laughs> we we
1: we definitely always talked about Pearl Harbor and the day it took place. Like how it used to be a national holiday and stuff, or how it used to be like a what we- uh, a acknowledged day of the year.
0: Well, I know it wasn't when you guys were celebrating 9-11, Think about so when, I know it
1: wasn't September. Oh, uh, you um, that but shit. But anyways... Think about when America got into World War II. It was December. Yeah.
0: Okay, so <laughs> that wasn't that hard. You knew it. I know. I just feel like that's, like, such a... I guess that is what people complain about as history is just memorizing dates. Okay, let's go for a second grade question. Um wait during world war ii italy japan and germany was called the axis of evil i thought they were just called the axis powers like that seems like we're skewing the <laughs> okay anyways um second grade history and the allies were the allies of angel good boys who've never done anything <laughs> wrong what are the three branches of the united states government judicial
1: executive and judiciary or wait judicial executive and uh uh congress Judicial
0: than Executive and
1: greater legislative. Hey, there you go. Okay, you wanted the exact words, cool. I did.
0: Yeah, I wanted the answer, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my that's my you know that's my toxic trait is wanting the answer to the question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. Name the country where where name the country where Napoleon Bonaparte was born.
0: Le François, Le François.
1: <laughs> Eh, wrong. Flag on the plate. It was uh, the island of Corsica.
0: That's the country he was born? Yeah. It's his own country?
1: Uh, Yeah, it became a part of France afterwards. Yeah, they were conquered uh by France in 1769, so he was born in Corsica.
0: Okay, alright. Paul, who founded the Red Cross? Oh, she's famous. Wouldn't be history if it wasn't famous. I know it's not
1: Switzerland just because they have a similar flag.
0: I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of these in the fifth grade one that I think I would get wrong.
1: You know, I'm always talking about how it's her story, not history, but I don't know the
0: answer. I can't remember her name. All right. Let me go back to doing the sad theme of, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Uh, Clara Barton. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. I got English language arts as the next one. ELA. Okay. What are question words
1: called? Who, what, when, where, who's? Ooh. By the way, I think this is going to be my weakest subject, so pretty worried about this one.
0: What are question words
1: called? This is one I wouldn't have gotten if I, like, once I saw the answer, I was like, oh, yeah, that is that.
0: Question words? Like, the thing that's coming into mind is something about, like, inquisitive, like something from that stem, but I can't think of what the word would be. I don't know, inquisitive's?
1: Interrogative. Close.
0: Interrogative. Ah, sapo. Uh, Okay. Okay, this is second grade. Does the word bone have a long or short vowel sound?
1: I don't know the difference, but let me think about what that would mean based off <laughs> mm. uh, just guessing. It sounds short to me. I don't know what that means, but it has a real short energy to it.
0: If I had looked ahead at the questions, I would have seen that second grade also has what are the five interrogative questions (laughs) words.
1: (laughs) Because it, I'm going to say because it doesn't like extend, like it sounds short to me. I don't feel like there's any like extending part to uh, to the O. So
0: wait, which one? Short? Yeah. Flag on the play. Uh, maybe maybe short is more like bip or Yeah, bip. think of like Bop. Well it yeah. would it would be Bop, not bop. bip, but <laughs> yeah, so you have like a ah, and then you have oh, you have own. Oh. Okay. To be fair, I also never really had that clear in my mind by the time I finished elementary school, or even now, so. Mm. It just kinda made intuitive sense once I started saying bone. Yeah.
1: I wish one of the questions in my language arts section was what's the difference between misses and
0: Miss that be <laughs> Yeah integral to uh the english language um oh okay i need to give you one more we are
1: not doing good adrian i mean i know we're picking ones we think the other person won't get but (laughs) what are you talking about i'm trying to pick easy
0: ones
1: (laughs) uh what is the comparative degree and superlative degree of the word beautiful i picked this one because i wouldn't know the answer
0: i don't know what the degree of a word is i would say pretty and then gorgeous is the superlative it's more beautiful and most beautiful Ah, I thought it meant connotations of words of being like the superlative version of beautiful. I guess that makes more sense. Those are kind of subjective. Damn, did not know that. God, South Carolina education system.
1: <laughs> this is really knocking us down a notch, which is, I think, exactly what the audience wanted.
0: It what they wanted. Knock Here we go. I'm getting pegged on this one. Hell yeah, brother. Find the preposition. The pretty calico sat on the kitchen table.
1: Oh, I famously don't know the articles of a sentence.
0: Just start knocking out the ones you do know, and that's kind of what, what I'm trying to do. You're like cat. That's an animal. I know that. that. would it be on? Paul, you did it, bro. <laughs> Thank you. You got it. I think you're caught up.
1: We are tied now.
0: Oh, but now we're going into my category, science. <laughs> what is the closest planet to the sun, Adrian? My very something mom came over for good spaghetti. Wait, no. You what's forgot the, the letter for, for earth. Earth was
1: the one that you were like, who knows? Uh,
0: I think. I know that the my is the first one, and I'm going to guess that's mercury. That is mercury. Good job. All right. Your question, Paul. Snow, rain, and sleet are all examples of What? water could not be more wrong bro Could <laughs> i'll give you one more guess just uh, to be nice uh, this is a first grade question precipitation hey actually got it right okay i shouldn't have given you another guess
1: well, i think my first answer was also right to be 100% honest with
0: you <laughs> i mean what like humans are mostly water if i had said people are what and you said water like, like what i was supposed to count that as right <laughs> Um,
1: I thought it was supposed to be like a thing teaching kids like that, even though these things look different. The different
0: phases of uh, matter or whatever. Okay. uh, Okay. Fifth
1: grade question. The Earth is at least how many billion years old? Six million. Six million billion is your answer to that question of how many billion? (laughs) No, no. no,
0: Billion ain't true. It's six million. Wait, no. What is 6,000? That's what they say. (laughs) 6000 years old. I have
1: to you how many billions of years old is it? So that that's I reject 6, the premise of the question.
0: <laughs> I reject the premise of the question. No, uh,
1: if you were actually smart you would have said 0.00, 00. <laughs> whatever. Oh, that's true. Point
0: not 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 not. <laughs>
1: okay, is that your final answer?
0: No, how how what is it? How old the earth is?
1: Yeah, how many billion of years old?
0: Uh, I want to say like the universe is 14 and then earth is like 4 or something.
1: That's impressive. I would not have known the answer to that. You are correct. It is. Four billion. Hey, I
0: told you, bro. We're in my town. We're in Adrian's part of town, bruh. Uh, do, do 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 Here's a fifth grade one. What is the tool used to estimate the likelihood of certain genetic outcomes? Oh,
1: uh, it's that little grid of squares, and it's like the the guy's name, right? The pea plants guy. Uh, oh, it's not his name. Uh, I'm gonna say it's the. I don't remember the name of that grid of squares then. Um, it's a,
0: It's not a Mendel square. It's not a Mendel square. Okay. Uh, is it a... It's a Punnett square. I still use those when I teach undergrad, so. Mm.
1: What's the next uh, subject? Oh, I got geography. Okay. Um, so my question for you is, what is the longest
0: river in the world? Uh, that's first grade. Third grade. Third grade. Uh, Uh, Longest river. Is it the Nile? Sorry, Adrian. It is the Amazon. Oh, my God. Ah, I was being uh, Afrocentric like I usually am. (laughs) Oh, it's also with my third grade questions. God damn it. I could have cheated on that one. (laughs) Okay, Paul. This one's pretty easy. How many oceans are there? And name them.
1: Okay. There's Atlantic, Pacific, Arctic, Indian. I I feel like there's five, so I'm blanking on which one I'm not saying. Um,
0: Or should you stop right there?
1: Okay. That sounds like a pro tip. I'm going to stop right there. Four.
0: Uh, There's five. (laughs) Uh, You're missing the southern (laughs) ocean. (laughs) You're missing the southern ocean. Oh, what a stupid name for an ocean. And you call yourself a southern boy. W-
1: where is that?
0: Yeah, I don't know, somewhere south. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have gotten that, to be honest. I don't think I remember the southern ocean either. One of the most underappreciated oceans. Oh, that's true. My fifth grade questions on this are all really
1: easy, and so are the fourth grade ones. Third grade really had harder questions. Mine are, like, getting tricky in a weird way. Okay, uh, there's no reason. I'll just give you one of the ones that, for some reason, is easier than my third grade questions. Imaginary lines traversing the globe from pole to
0: pole are called? Lad is flat, so those would be longitude. Oh no, meridians. Oh shit, okay, we'll see. You confused me, because I thought I was trying to- I thought that was like a stalactite stalagmite thing, where I was trying to remember which one goes up and down and which one- whatever. Okay, yeah, that does make sense. I was, uh, not in the right headspace from just the way you framed that question. How many countries are in North America as
1: in one continuous body, or do islands count?
0: I mean, if you decide not to recognize the sovereign states that are <laughs> islands in North America, that's on you, but uh
1: you know okay i'm gonna do i'm gonna go ahead and decide not to recognize them because there's probably too many to count for me um. yikes, I hope you never become a part of the u n council. <laughs> So I'm going to go with uh, Canada, America, Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, Belize, Panama,
0: uh, El Salvador.
1: Okay, I have eight on my fingers right now. I'm trying to think if there's any big uh, missteps I made. Uh, And should I count islands? Can you just tell me? Cuba...
0: Uh, wow, Paul recognizes Cuba. Haiti. Man, I'm not sure. I'm not asking you to, I'm not asking you to name them. I'm just asking how many there are. Oh, uh,
1: um, okay. I'm going to say there's like four more islands I'm forgetting that technically count as part of North America before they get close enough to South America. Uh, to count as South
0: America. 15? I wish there were other people in the room so we could all point and laugh at you because the answer is 23. Dang. Yes, stupid bitch. There's a lot. So, a- well...
1: The islands, it's like how, at what point do some of those island nations become like South American island nations instead of North American island nations? It's about culture. How many, uh, how many of the, uh, did I miss any ones in the continental like attached to?
0: Oh, this literally says 23, Canada, the United States, Mexico, and all the sovereign states in the Caribbean and Central America. (laughs) It just skips It just blows by (laughs) (laughs) them. Okay, cool. All right, so the last thing I have is two grammar questions. Okay, let's see grammar, grammar, grammar. Wait, you have
1: grammar as separate? I don't think the official show separated grammar from language, and did they?
0: I mean, the official show even had like astronomy and stuff. Like, it had like other like obscure categories. But if you want to end it now, what's the score? You're winning by one. Oh, okay, yeah, we can end it now. It's whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm not finding any articles with grammar in them. Why not? <laughs>
0: Are you smarter than a fifth grader, and Paul? Are you smarter than a fifth grader, and Paul? I
1: think what we clearly found out is that neither of us comes out of this looking very good, Adrian.
0: <laughs> I mean, we were very aggressive in the way we chose the questions. <laughs> <laughs> we do hate each other, huh? Um, it's not enough that I succeed. Paul must fail. <laughs> All right, any big facts, no cap? Is that my no cap for this one? <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, and my big fact is, my big fact is, Walmart should really stop putting up those banners, because man, they're bumming out kids. That's what, that's what's the mental health crisis in America's all about.
0: Yeah, they should just pretend like it's gonna be summer forever. I'll tell you what, with this whole global warming thing, I think it's gonna be summer forever pretty soon.
1: (sighs) Much like the planet, Adrian, that joke was fire. Let's get out of here.